you are listening to a pre-recorded segment of the Third and East podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Third and East podcast. Today is Los Angeles Chargers Day. Are you ready to bolt up? Are you ready? Are you ready to let the opposing fans invade your stadiums? And are you ready to blow another twenty-seven to nothing lead? I'm always ready. But they look damn good in it with the powder blue. I mean, <laughs> those are, they're all right. Those jerseys are all right, I guess. The time ones were much better. Those things were unbelievable. Yeah, I like I like their away jerseys. Honestly, I think their away jerseys are pretty nice. Oh, I think their away jerseys are top three in the league. Are unbelievable. Yeah, they're actually decent looking uh, jerseys to wear. jerseys, but I mean, can we really still force the salt over the wolves because of that play? Team was the first team in NFL history, Sloan. The first five team in the first act. 27 and nothing lead, and they still What a surprise. <laughs> Are we surprised? Me and you actually were not. No, because I even like, watching it, I have no faith. It is. He blows games, Mr. Analytical. People can say whatever they want, that they have all these little computers going on up there, and that he always listens to them. This is what it gets you. You lose 27-point leads. This is what it gets you. He has never won a playoff game, and he's the most analytical coach in the NFL. I'm tired of all these analytical nerds. Coming out and being like, oh, look at this. And using the Chargers and Justin Herbert as their big example. A guy who's never won anything because his coach can't call plays. I mean, the fact that they were absolutely outplaying the Jacksonville Jaguars in that playoff game and everything. I mean, me, me, me and you thought he was in a fire that day. And the fact that he actually lives to see another day is shocking. Me. It's absolutely shocking to both ones. That Brandon Staley is still in this league after an absolutely abysmal coaching performance. Yeah, no, that's it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Straight. I mean, I don't. But this team has. The team has talent. Yeah. It's not like they got there. It's like, oh, they rode the coattails of an easy division. It's like, there's talent to get there. Last year, they had Dan Allen, Mike Williams, both missing decent combined 12 games over last year. You do have, you know, they made that first round in Johnson from TCU. Yeah. Gary Everett had his most successful year in recent memory, totaling 18 touchdowns. He was actually healthy. Trade rumors this past offseason. I really like the Quentin Johnston pick. I I really do like that pick from we'll talk later. Their first round pick last year, Rashawn Glitter, only three games. 
generous slayer. Wasn't the dominant blocker that Rashawn Slayer could be. And Corey Lindsay Just disappointed. I mean, this team was yeah, injured he, he last year. He missed like eight or nine games. This team actually last year, and they still won. On our offense, they still won. This is unbelievable. If this team yeah. is healthy, they might win the division. And Herbert yeah, didn't have his best year ropes. last year. Nope. Because, I mean, Herbert, he's excellent. First, Joey Bosa suffered a weak free injury, didn't return to the last, uh, until the very last. He was 100% healthy. He's still applying a pressure, wasn't the same point. Asante Samuel Jr. As I, yeah, I mean, they're they have yeah, there's there's talent and money that's been spent. So the fact that winning ten games when there's injuries, yeah, that's fine. But then getting zero playoff wins out of it is <laughs> so frustrating. Now I'm not even they, a Chargers fan. No, neither. You know, they lose Calvin, Noy, Cooper, and uh, you know, just to name a few others. The one piece that is nice to their, I mean, it's only off-season sign is that he's in his thirties. Wasn't it? But he's still solid in the run, and the Chargers are absolutely miserable against the run. Yeah, I mean, they've got to be tired of giving up those big plays. I mean, you've done the last couple of years and everything. I just did big fun. Casey Jackson was terrible in the secondary line. Not the same player or anything. I mean, it's really exceptional um, to this team and everything. I think Quentin Johnson's going to be. I mean, I, he, was my, he was my top receiver on the board. Mine too. But he, fe- he felt. He's the main he draft pick I'm excited about. Yeah. I mean, six, guy is a what red zone weapon. He just needs to be more speedy, in my opinion, in order to succeed. Yeah, it's weird. He's got quick feet, but he doesn't. He's not as fast as people are trying to give him credit for. But, he needs to but I think overall me. he had the best hands in the draft. Oh, without question, best hands in the draft. To me, he's a he's why we viewed as a poor man to with his route running ability. He's excellent. That's quick. Yeah. That's, I mean, when we look at this Chargers offense, I mean, is there a hole? I don't Outside know what the run game is going to look like. Well, what what are they going to get out of him at this point, though? I mean, he's a people. He's a people. He's a, you know, 
this is going to be a passing team. Good offensive line, good receivers. You have Eckler. Um, I forget who. Um, but I mean, they're not going to run the ball that much. And Herbert. I mean, this team's going to put up points. The question again for this team is going to be run defense. I just don't know if they're going to. I don't know if they address it enough to even. And of course, consider. And yeah, course, yeah, coaching's always a red flag for me with them. The team that always we always them to go really, really high every single year for the last few, especially the last four four years, we fought really good, and they still let us down. Yeah. Although they do that, have thicker than thicker. That's true. That's true. That, that, that might be the that might be the X factor they need. I can see or anything. I mean, they need to be a little bit better in the secondary. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day was a big disappointment as an offseason sign. My any better. I mean, who do you like in their? Is there anybody else in their draft class that you like at all? Not particularly. I was really pumped about the Quentin Johnson pick because he just kept falling and falling. And I was like, man, how is he still on the board? Because he was my top guy for a while, like a long time. So whenever he finally did get off the board, I was pretty pumped for him. But I got to pick someone besides him. I think Diane Haley, uh, Henley could be a decent one. Just be, I, I think he could be a starter right away. Just one the linebacker division right now. Probably. I thought, oh, they also got Darius Davis. He was the other guy at TCU that I liked. He's a good kick returner as well. So I think having him and Quentin Johnson together, I mean, just to develop and grow, I thought that was an, – it's an interesting pick. It's a fourth-round pick. He'll probably be a better return man than an overall – um than an overall receiver. Other than that, I just I'm looking at guy, oh they got Max Duggan too. I didn't realize they got Max Duggan. That's weird. I didn't pay a lot of attention to their draft after Quentin Johnson. I was like, okay, cool. They like, they like <laughs> TCU, obviously. There's three TCU guys. What the well look uh, between TCU and Boise State. What conference is Boise State in? Are they still? In- yeah, they're still in the Mount West. And what 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 conference was TCU in before the Big Twelve? The, the Mountain West. What is the deal with them and these Mountain West schools? But Mountain West for years doesn't matter. <laughs> it was still there. <laughs> you're nah. you're charges this season. I think best case scenario, they can win, you know, ten to twelve games. I think I, I don't think that's too crazy to um to really say. I don't know what they're going to get out of Eckler at this point. Look, age has got to start becoming a factor, and especially for running backs, and usage and usage and and usage. He's gotten a lot of volume on him. I think the receiving core is going to be pretty good. I have no idea what they're going to do on defense against the run, or 
you know, addressing it. They'll get Bosa back. That'll make their defense overall a little bit better. But with the coaching, just a few bad play calls, th- this team could easily be, you know, eight or nine wins and just be a huge disappointment. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, fringe, fringe to sell it. You know, I, I looked at this team, I like a lot of everything. I think this team could upset the Chiefs for the spot in the division. They always play the Chiefs very tough. Yeah, and they gave them a ton they, of problems they, last year. If there's a team that the Chiefs do not want to play come playoff time, it is the Chargers. That is the one team the Chiefs are really afraid of is the Chargers. Right. That being said, Chargers are always going to underperform just because 10 wins. 10 wins. Playoff team. But 10 wins. Yeah, they won't win a playoff game.